welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to Stadia Monday Night Chat with me, your host, Clive Illenden, as we take the jump to light speed to Stadia Galaxy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, of course, may the fourth be with you. Hello there. Here Happy we have Brian, <laughs> aka the life of Brian. We will be exploring the life of Brian, a boy called Brian. He became a man. Um, we shall be exploring the life of Brian, aka Club Stadia, aka Captain America of Stadia Initiative. Um, and we'll be delving into why he's a, a you know, a content creator that bases himself around Stadia and all things wonderful about Stadia and his gaming background and all those sort of things. But before we get on with that, of course, this week, let's talk about this, uh, the week just gone past. Of course, um, let me know also in the chat, by the way, uh, what games you've been playing this week, because there's obviously there's been quite some major releases, uh, as we all know. So let me know what those are. Uh, it'd be good to go. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe. I'm not too proud to ask, as MM2K would say. Um, like, subscribe, so all of that. <laughs> Avail yourself of the Super Chats if you like. It's all good. We all appreciate it. Um, anyway, so this week was Stadia Connect. I know uh, Club Stadia here has uh, done lots on that and Stadia Initiative. Um, you discussed it at quite length, but why not, why not just sort of discuss some of the um some of the the highlights so uh brian for you what were the main the main the big the big shout out? That's oh well, i mean obviously they kicked it off with a bang with the ea announcement and you know i've been very vocal about getting ea games on the platform and having a big winner like jedi fallen order as today is a good day to talk about yeah. jedi uh that's a huge get even if people want to say that you know the game's months old already but it's it's a big deal it's one of the big surprises of the last year or so uh the star wars franchise has taken a couple of hits over the last couple of years so having a big hit like fallen order was was a it was big popular, deal for them it was um, critically exa acclaimed title, exactly yeah. i mean a lot of people put that as a game of the year for them um yeah. and ea in general needed a game like that to kind of revitalize their company from a, a marketing standpoint i think and then having big titles like Madden and FIFA are a big deal because here in the States, Madden is consistently, at least, I think, number two in terms of game sales every single year, which is a large number. And then FIFA, of course, has a much bigger global outreach. So having a game like FIFA is probably one of the more requested titles within uh, the Stadia community. So um, I know FIFA or I know Stadia has a big global outreach in terms of people that are uh, outside the States. And obviously you're one of them. And um, having FIFA is a big deal. Yeah, and it's then massive, just massive. Exactly. And having EA in general is a big deal because I think whether people want to disagree with it or not, they are probably the biggest game company out there that does third-party titles. Yeah. Um, so they, having them they, on board is a They big do deal. the big blockbusters. And, exactly. you know, like, we can all go, I love Octopath and all those kinds. A man in the street, as it were, the person, the little gamer in the street, not necessarily heard of something like Octopath. I'm not knocking Octopath, but what I'm saying is mm -hmm. what they have heard of well, you got FIFA. You got FIFA, mate, or in America, soccer. In American accent. You got Madden. You got Madden. <laughs> you know, it's the, that's what the kids are saying. You know, so it, yeah. they're big. You, I don't play FIFA myself, but it is like all the Premier League players talking yep. to play it. Uh, you know, all the kids play it on the PlayStation and everything like that. It's it's a massive title, as you say. EA yeah. have the blockbusters. Uh, that's their business. You know, they exactly. they just want the big, you know, the equivalent of the Marvels or the Star Wars equivalent. 
uh, game, and I didn't specific those games themselves, but the, right. the the level of those games in terms of blockbusters. So for me, that was one of the most you know exciting things about it, and it really sort of says, state, you know, this stadium is coming to the mainstream now. Exactly, um, and FIFA is a big deal just because like even people that aren't like uh, soccer slash football fans like myself, like I can still enjoy playing a FIFA game because there's a lot of fun to be had. So. Outside of that, it's just a big global game that is going to be a big seller for the platform, I think. Um, and then, I was just checking something here. Uh, and then, of course, they bookended it with PUBG, which we yeah. kind of got spoiled about that with the rating on the ESRB yeah. ratings yeah. board. Uh, but at the same time, it's um, that's a huge game for the platform to get because we're missing a game like that. And it's uh, having that ease of use with playing, uh, whether it's on your phone, with your computer, you can click a link and just jump into a game. Uh, and of course, on uh, the Chromecast, which is big. So I mean, and it, it plays it plays really well. It does on it does. Um, on Stadia. I used to mm -hmm. play it on the Xbox. Um, and the di it, the diff the gap the difference is massive. I have to say, um, you can see so far. I mean, I played it. I think I played it maybe on the Xbox One X, and sort of mm -hmm. obviously then I noticed a, a jump up. But the key thing is it's playing in 60 frames per second. I mean, it's a bit of a potato game, it's, to be honest, in terms of, you know, it's a, it's a bit clunky anyway and all that kind of stuff. It is old yeah. and it was never developed from the ground up as a sort of a genuine game. So it's always lacked that polish. It's always been a bit yeah. sort of built on and, and, you know, the foundations weren't the best for it. But the principle behind it was amazing. And the yep. Stadia version of it is probably one of the best versions on a console, I would say. I'm going to put Absolutely. it out there. Maybe if you've got like a, you know, three grand PC, you're going to, mm -hmm. you know, you can up everything on it. But the, the thing for me is that you can, yeah. you, it's in 60 frames per second, so you can move quite fluidly. And for the game, because it's not the most fluid game. And the distance you can see, I've seen yeah. like little tiny specks in the far, far, the draw distances are amazing. And, exactly. I, and I said, oh, look, that guy's on a motorbike about five miles away. <laughs> and I always wondered when I used to get shot when I played on Xbox, whatever, and I think, where did mm. that come from? And it's because some geezers on PC and they've got like absolute sort of crystal uh, view. So yeah, PUBG, the version of PUBG on stage is pretty awesome. And that's the thing, you don't need a $3,000 PC to play it at that level, which is obviously a huge benefit to what Stadia does. So A lot of, a lot of I think, a lot of games on Stadia, the only way to play it better is if you've got, you know, yeah. a pretty decent gaming rig. And to be honest, if you've got a pretty decent gaming <laughs> rig, you're, you're not necessarily going to be that interested in Stadia. And fine, that's fine. Why would you? You've got a pretty amazing gaming rig, and that's probably your bag. But... For the general experience, you're getting a top quality console experience on Stadia and PUBG, a game that doesn't really work that well on the current generation's yeah. console works really well on, on, on Stadia and crossplay, of course. Yeah, exactly. And obviously the big uh, announcement regarding it was it's free. So that's something we did not yeah. know about beforehand. Yeah. Um, I believe as soon as the uh, Connect went live on their channel, every, um, so if you went in there, you're spoiled. But if you're watching it live, you're like, oh, holy crap, this is free with Pro, which is, yeah. I, I know it's free in Game Pass for a while. I don't think it's there anymore. But No, it was just very short-lived. Gotcha. It's about so, 20, 20 quid or something, like $20 if you want to buy it or something. 
Exactly. And um, not only that, we got the $50 version, I believe it is. So it's like, I think called the Pioneer Edition. Yeah. And as long as we have subscription, we're always going to have access to it unless, you know, they tell us otherwise. But I think that would be a big, big no-no if they pulled that move. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a big deal. Um, yeah, I mean, PUBG never was a very well-developed game in terms of how it just plays sometimes. But it is still a massively popular game. And to get on the platform is a big deal. The other thing I realized, and... Um is that it's still really popular as a game to view. Yep. Um, and, you know, like I, I, you know, because many people in the chat will know, and somebody did ask, how's my, um, um, how's my new rig? It's very nice, thank you. But thanks to my new rig <laughs> is I can, I can stream, yay, uh, which is That's cool. So I've just been streaming on my Lord Kenzel channel. I left a link in the, in the chat there at the top. But I was streaming uh, PUBG and you, you know, like I'd expect to get maybe four or five views. I don't announce it, but mm -hmm. you, you know, there's there's quite a lot of non-stadia people who come to the stream yeah. because PUBG is a popular game to stream. So uh, not only is it a popular game for players, it's a popular game for people to watch. And part of the whole stadia thing mm -hmm. is is they realise Google realised that not just playing games is massive. Watching yep. people play games is massive, and they want those watch hours to be on YouTube. So having a game like that is is really cool because they know people are going to watch it exactly uh, on YouTube. And as I say, anecdotally, I've kind of seen a jump in viewers when I watch when I play PUBG as opposed to playing any of the other Stadia games. And I think a lot of it has to do with battle royale just being an appetizing thing to mm. watch. In fact, that. You don't have to like sit there and have this long attention span of following a story or anything. It's like these maybe five to 30 minute matches and then it's back to another one. So, I mean, it's very easy to follow kind of thing. And I think that's very pleasing to a lot of people that watch content online, uh, like live streams. And it's stressful in a kind of good way. It's it like is stressful, stressful and people man, love you know? watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I always, the difference between, say, you know, that and Apex Legends, Apex Legends very much in your, I mean, it's slick, it's a slick machine, you know, yep. it's amazing. I, I love Apex Legends, but it's, very much like you're on the front foot you know you go into action it mm -hmm. you know it's just just get into that action and you deal with it face to face mano a mano straight away with PUBG, it's much more creeping around hiding mm -hmm. around and then getting you know and sometimes you can just get one shot yep. sniped in the head boom game over and it's like ah <laughs> and other times you can like not shoot anybody and end up in the top five because right. you've been a bit schnitty, which is the way I play, and then uh, and then you know I've had I have I've no chicken dinner yet since stadium, but two Same. two second places, and and there it's been go. down to bad decision making on my part, panic. <laughs> I saw somebody talking about tips, and one of the things said uh, just get dive into a hot zone a few times so you get used to getting involved in fights and you can control your adrenaline. And I thought, yeah, that's the thing. Because when I'm in those mano a mano fights at the end, it's like I'm. Oh, 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 oh. Which button should I throw a right. grenade? Should I change my? Gun? Oh, it's too much, too much to do. Yeah, I found out what a purple zone was on stream the other day, real fast. Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Run, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've often seen Doctor Disrespect on Twitch, like just go absolutely anybody with those zone, when he gets if he ever gets killed by one of those zone things on any of the battle royales, he loses it. What is the point of having these zones? Right, so a lot of people, Power Fantastic is here in the chat saying Fallen Order was good, but quite buggy on the PS4. 
Uh, Rock says, was Madden a sports commentator? Uh, yeah, I answered him in chat. So he was at the end of his career, but he started out as an NFL coach. Right, NFL coach. Okay. But by the time the games came out, he was a comment. Oh. Dif- different from Madden shoes. Very different. Yeah. See, I thought <laughs> they were the same when I was in America like year, years and years ago. And I thought, oh, these Madden shoes. Is that the same yeah. Madden? No, 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 no. <laughs> completely different. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think general co- consensus there, Jedi Fallen, definitely. Um, what about the other games you kind of... Um, they met? There was no, just before we go on the game, there were no, no sort of hardware updates. But then no. were, we, were we kind of expecting that or was it more wishful thinking on our parts? I mean, a lot of people, I think, were expecting it. Um, I kind of just dove into the game aspect of it because the way Stadia connects are kind of designed and obviously it was very apparent on last Tuesday. They're kind of like designed after the direct that the Nintendo uh, company does. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of designed just to kind of push out what games are coming. And especially the tweet they mentioned that we're going to talk about the new games that are coming. So yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of upfront about what's yeah. coming. But I think it was very uh, consumer focused. Very, yes. The, yes. the, the message, simplified message. Mm-hmm. Here's Stadia, two ways to play. Stadia Pro, get free games and play, exactly. you know, 4K or Stadia's free. Just buy the games you want. Simple. Perfect messaging, which was absolutely aimed at the mainstream consumer messaging. And, oh, yeah, you want some games to play? EA, we've announced, here are three massive yep. EA blockbuster games plus more EA games to come. So yep. on that note, so they talked about... Um, well, actually, before we go, because so they could talk, we, we expect to uh, know more. Let's talk about now, actually. More games from EA, and I think mm-hmm. they're going to announce it in the sort of the next follow-up thing in, in June. Yeah. Are you going to, yeah, speculate for us and the, the chat? What do you think it may be? Chat, what do you uh, think the other EA games that they talked about okay. might be? Uh, are we going to start with the uh, other two games first? Yeah. Okay, let's predict those. Um, I'm going to go with Apex and uh, the next Battlefield. Mm. That's, I, I want it to be NHL, but um, yeah. I don't think NHL is um, planned yet. So, uh, oh. yeah, I'm going to go with those two. Because uh, yeah. Apex was discussed in the GDC, and I think they used Google oh. Cloud for their servers. So, I mean, there's oh. the relationship already kind of built up with that. So, uh, obviously, I'm speculating, but I think Apex makes the most sense in Battlefield. Yeah, I missed that could be a good call. That could be a good call. Yeah. I'd love Apex. I'm hopeless at Apex. Mm-hmm. But I, I do love it because it's so fast and slick. Um, it's I'm hopeless at PvP and it's a proper PvP game. Like You've got to be good yeah. at it. But um, <laughs> but there's something... If, I, I'm like a, you know, a guy who bangs his head against the brick wall until it breaks. You know? yeah. There's something addictive <laughs> about it and, and it, it just... You know, they've looked at all the other battle royales and thought, uh, we, can, yeah. we can do that better. We can yeah. take all the best bits, iron out all the, uh, the kinks and all the other ones, make it fast, furious, the pickups are quick. Yeah, um, yeah the movement is quick. Um, it just feels very good. And I think if, it, if you, yeah, I think, I think it would be great if that could come on and then you've got another battle royale. It'd be, getting, it'd be interesting whether the... Crossplay comes well. I think we're going to see crossplay, but it's a question of whether it's crossplay with PC or crossplay with consoles. Yeah. I think crossplay with consoles seems to be the favoured way. 
I, I mean, I think at least yeah, for Apex, yeah. they need to probably focus on crossplay, at least if they're going to release it in the next yeah. few months here, because yeah. it's still a, a young platform, so the population isn't necessarily there, and that's why bots exist in PUBG to begin with. So, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting uh, next uh, month or so, because we're getting all this June conferences starting yeah. to build up with the online digital platform. So we got Yeah, we got the IGN Games Festival. Um, I think Stadia has a presence there, or will be. Yep, like, and then you've got Stadia's own thing. We know Xbox uh, potentially have two launches, mm -hmm. and they're going to be showing off next-gen games, um, which is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, but also, it'd be them putting their sort of presenting their next move, as it were. At the yep. moment, I think you know we're not hearing a lot from PlayStation, but at the moment, all the action seems coming from Stadia and xbox and each and you know the two phils are very aware of each other's kind of uh <laughs> yeah respective actions there and you know xbox have said um you know they're very wary of, of, of the presence of stadia and for quite right you know they know that it's the cloud gaming arena is yeah. the next next space obviously they're concentrating on the near term for the consoles but then we also know that the Windows PC version of Project X Cloud is has mm -hmm. um, begun to be launched. I think no, that's it. They've given it to uh, Xbox staff test. Yeah. So that means it'll go into beta. The general sort of um, insiders probably very very soon. So that would be interesting to see what what they do. I mean, obviously, graphic. The graphic fidelity has got to be upped quite significantly from the current project X. But... Right. And they, they have such a significant backlog. If they can do X Cloud right, it's going to be, mm. I'm going to be happy about it because I would love to play Gears of War on my phone, for mm. instance. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm ready for the cloud future because I tried so... Gears of War on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I can't, I'm hopeless because it, my phone's that big. <laughs> I can't. But I did. Uh, yeah. I did try out the X Cloud and the Gears of War when it when it came out. Yep. But yeah, so we've got here Dazzadini saying Apex, Need for Speed, Battlefield, NHL, maybe the new Call of Duty Vietnam. Is there a new Call of Duty Vietnam? Um, we're supposed to get a Call of Duty announcement in the near future. Uh, um, I'm not sure if they're confirming what it's about just yet, though. And of course, we have the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, and I saw MM2K talking about that uh, just a little while ago in his um, yep. daily dosage. Um, so that looks, we know that EA, uh, so Ubisoft are, you know, tightly, tightly associated with Stadia. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been right from the get go. Obviously, Assassin's Creed was the sort of the test, the test model for the tech, as it were. So we know they've sort of been in bed with Stadia for quite a while now. So this, do you think there's a high chance that this will be day on date? I would be consoles? surprised if games aren't day on date if they're third-party releases at this point. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's going forward. That's what we're, It's like just another console release available on PlayStation, Xbox, yeah. Stadia, PC. I mean, I understand the, uh, the apprehension of considering if it will be or not, but at the same time, it's like, any new third-party game that we've gotten since i think doom that we've actually gotten on the platform has been day and date so yeah. i mean i'm i mean the timing is the issue that's that's the problem so i mean that one we could still discuss but day and date 
yeah, it's it's absolutely coming the same day. It makes no sense otherwise, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's going to be a pretty um, pretty impressive version of it as it's, mm-hmm. you know, these we're getting to that stage where, as you say, in, in order for things to be day and date, they're being, they'll have a team on it. So they have, they, they'll probably, the developers usually sort of run parallel teams for the different, for the different versions as, yes. as you get down to a certain stage. So we know this is not a sort of, oh, quick, quick port kind of thing. It's, it's kind of... They've been developing it all along right. with with Stadia in mind. Obviously, they're going to, have to do the Xbox normal version, the Xbox mm-hmm. Series X version, the PlayStation Four version, the PlayStation Five version. Um, so yeah, it's going to be very uh, very interesting. And uh, absolutely, uh, I think it's another another great um, title. What about the other games that were announced? Though there was some sort of we know we've got the Crater Crater mm-hmm. sounds a bit like Creator. Creator, which is <laughs> interesting. Some now, some people have said, "Oh, it looks a bit like a Minecrafty game." No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It looks like a, it's it's a game development tool. That's what it. That's effectively what it is. It's it's more like that um, big planet, little planet thing. Uh, dreams. It's more like a dreams type yep. thing, I think, than a kind of a Minecraft scenario. It has a sort of Minecraft Fortnite look to it. Yeah, I think, but its functionality to me looks like. Uh, create little mini games, and that's yeah. a, that's an interesting thing because presumably you create them, and then like a sort of Mario Maker, you can sort of then share yeah. them. And again, that seems to me like a YouTube viewing type thing, you know. And mm-hmm. then if you can leave a link in your YouTube video to go and play the game you've just yeah. created, what a kind of real interaction with with the YouTube streaming market, you know, Absolutely. to sort of say, Hey, look, I, here's, I'm building this game. Watch me live stream, build this game. And then you render it, whatever it is. And then you go, look, there's a link, go play the game and let me know. And that's going to be pretty, a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. Having an instant gratification with your viewers is just going to be a whole nother level. Um, that's why like crowd play and crowd choice coming eventually is going to be, I think just so huge. And I think it's going to bring a lot of new eyes to YouTube in terms of, should I stream here or Twitch? And they find yeah. out about something like CropPlay, like, oh, that's really cool. That's a good way to engage with my viewers. Yeah. Um, especially with something like Krita. Um, I'm not a creative person. So uh, like Mario Maker, for instance, I've never touched the creator side of it. I just yeah. jump into the levels people make. So uh, if I end up playing Krita, I will just be playing the game. The ridiculous <laughs> game. The yeah. people, how long did it take you to do that? Same with the Minecraft world. You just think, what the? F-? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, I built I built the whole coastline of Norway or something. What? <laughs> Crazy, but yeah, I think there are some people who love that sort of creative aspect oh, and be able to kind of build out, use their imagination, and push these things. Love people love sort of showing off and going. I think that game is good. Look at this game. I've recreated, yep. you know, Destiny Two in Crater. Whatever you know what I mean. It, you you get that, you know. So yeah, it's insane what people can do. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, more of the sort of sw- what I call the s- well, you've got Octopath. Now I'm not, you know, a big fan of those. To me, they're sort of, you know, this sort of real hardcore gamer kind yeah. of fan fan games. But there, I know they have a massive following, and a lot of people really excited about Octopath coming uh, coming to Stadia. Is it a game that you use? Is it your cup of tea? 
Uh, I mentioned this on our uh, our reaction the other day that I own it for the Switch, but I have not yet to play it because I have uh, a backlog that is pretty much jammed up by Fire Emblem on the Switch, which is a time sink in itself. Uh, but yeah, Octopath on my radar. Whether I double dip, I'm not yeah. sure just yet. But um, it's yeah, it's a big game that people were very excited for. I know a couple guys were streaming it last night too, so it's. I know a lot of people in the Stadia community I've seen are like really stoked about it, and they just yep. like, yeah, they're thinking this is this is good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And there's like the great thing about the Pro is that you get to try these things, like the Steam World ones. Yep. I wouldn't necessarily have have tried, especially the the card based one, the turn based one. Yep. Although I did remember playing um, Paper Mario. Okay. Which had um. But the the one where you t yeah so similar where you takes tur you take each character you may have three characters and they take yep. turn hitting them and then they get hit back and yeah in that turn kind of stuff, yeah. yeah turn based style and uh, I love I love Paper Mario I absolutely mm -hmm. loved it and I really got I, couldn't, I was really surprised I really got into that uh, yeah uh, that Steam Steam World one um, so it's the beauty of the fact that it obviously the games are free but also mm -hmm. it's like the fact that it's instant yeah. So I mean the fact that another another ten minutes you might not be bothered to oh, I can't be bothered to try it, but the fact that again these games are instant means that you'll you'll give it a go, yeah. And uh, I think you know then that like like a Google search it then leads you onto other games which leads you onto other games exactly. And, stuff. and that's the that's the beauty. And I think we're also getting to the stage where there is a good already. Although you know it is a small library, no yeah. one no one in their right mind is saying oh it's an amazing library on Stadia. Not an amazing library, but it is only five months old. Yep, so exactly. Pretty good for a five month old uh, um, console new to the market with no original, you know, no backstory to it, no origination, no previous console versions. Right. Stadia arrived and then five months <laughs> later, we've got all these games. Loads of them are free. And there's such a variety that there's some that I've stopped playing because I've gone on to other games. So I can dip back. Yep. You could sort of, what mood I'm, you know, am I, am I in a mood for Doom Eternal? Am I in a mood for a bit of PUBG? Mm -hmm. There's such, uh, already we're seeing such uh, variety. And I'm floored by how much they're giving us. Like when they did the first month of three games, like, wow, that's cool. And then they did it again. I'm like, well, yeah. right. And then they did it again. I'm like, this, this level of value is insane that they're giving us. And if you've been a day one founder, I think you've been given at least close to 20 games at this point so yeah. the percentage of games you own in the library off of games you've never actually purchased it's an insane value to the dollar i think um and yeah. like you said about the instant access to it like if it's xbox live gold you're talking about you have to maybe like consider deleting a game if you want to download it yeah i do that all that i should do that all the time on yep. on the xbox like oh i want to play that when I mean, you've got enough yep. space and it's like what game should I get rid of? What haven't I played in ages? Exactly. And, and, it, and once it you know, just sits there in the cloud, it's not as quite convenient to go, actually, I want to play that again. I'll wait another hour for it to download, yep. get rid of that game. And it's, yeah. And that, again, it's another, it, it may, you know, you, you say, I won't bother playing it. I've done it right. now. I'm never going back to it because I've replaced it. I've left it in the yep. cloud now. Whereas with Stadia, yeah, you just go, oh, well, I fancy that. Like I say, and I, and I'm also buying more games than I've ever bought for the xbox because i always relied on yeah. the games pass i thought what's the point of buying a game they always have yeah. such good variety but here it's like oh i want to try that i want to try that mm -hmm. i've spent a fortune even though we're getting all these free games spent a fortune on stadium <laughs> games but at the same time like the deals you're getting though if you're yeah. waiting for sales has been very 
beneficial too like that, that's I, they they the sale prices on the pro let me know what you think chat as well are, are like almost it's like just at the right pitch that you go only 20 quid like I exactly. you know it's that kind of impulse buy level that is just ideal and you just think and you know the division too was eight quid or something like for us like about ten dollars or something like, it's like yeah. it's one of the best I, games I, there is on stadia i mean it wasn't like the three dollars you can get on like xbox or anything yeah. it was like that one uh two months ago but we're getting crossplay too which is a mm -hmm. big deal that you're not getting on other consoles and plus the ability to play on your phone your computer tablet laptop chromebook tv yeah list goes on so i mean there, there's a little bit of, uh I, i'm okay paying a couple extra bucks because of that flexibility you're getting so just like you're paying a little extra to get a switch version because yeah. now you have a mobile version of that exact game so yeah. and if you think about if you amortize the cost of your console or whatever it is back to that in that you'd have to buy or your gaming pc there's your there's your couple of quid extra um yep. you know amortized across two or three years that, that's the um that's the extra cost Look at the chat here. So Rick Tone, hello Rick, how you doing, man? He says Octopath is really intriguing. I quite like the idea that it's eight different yep. characters. That and somebody said that's a lot of gameplay. Well, I mean, you're sinking at minimum probably about sixty hours to complete the yeah, game. That's ridiculous. Just the main story. Yeah. If you want to complete the game itself, it's you're probably hitting triple digits now. Yeah, so people say it's quite expensive, but you're getting yeah, your money's worth. You're getting your money's worth, exactly. People say, oh, it's a good game. I always say to people, you go to cinema, it's going to cost you, uh, here, it costs you like 11 quid. And you get two hours of entertainment. Yep. You buy a game for 50 quid, 60 quid, you're going to pay, you're going to get 20 hours of, you know, depending on what game it is, some games even more, because they're, you yeah. know, a lot of repeat value in them. And so that's how you measure the value of the game in terms of how many, it, it, it's a form of entertainment. Yep. So you ask yourself, Okay, I pay eleven quid, I'll get two hours of entertainment at the cinema. Or I could pay sixty quid and I get twenty-five hours of entertainment. Yep. So that's that's the equation you need to make in your head. Rick Tone says Pro has been great for me. I play way more than I did on the Xbox. Yeah. Because and part of the, and I think that's right, and I think partly it's that downloading, replacing games is the thing that maybe yep. once new games come on and I'll try them. I won't try them at the same rate that I'm trying new games on Stadia because they're just there, uh, instant. Um, hey, Chase. Chase is in the crowd, in in the chat. Hello, Chase. How you doing, man? Much respect. Godfather. <laughs> Resurrector says, Octopath was one of the biggest gets. Opinion. Totally unexpected, even more so. It's only on PC and Switch. Yeah. Uh, I always find that a lot of games on stage, you, you think that there's a sort of, they, they lean, some of the more indie titles lean more towards that sort of Switch style games as, as though they're trying to make it uh, a more sort of family orientated device. Yeah, I think they're slowly starting to bring the, the yeah, um, because that I think was a big issue right off the bat. Yeah, like your Red Dead Redemption, your Borderlands, like all these mature level games that kids aren't necessarily supposed to be playing or maybe parents don't want their kids to be playing but uh a lot of the indie titles are definitely uh geared towards kids so like a stacks on stacks create is definitely gonna appeal to kids i think uh ember for sure will be another one yeah, that's gonna appeal yeah. to kids so i mean Unpacked, we're slowly getting it get packed is another yeah, one obviously packed, but yeah. yeah so i mean and the switch obviously has done pretty well so and the indies have a big um uh, big reason for that too yeah so you talk says hello cap 
He can do uh, this all day. <laughs> oh, my PC ran into trouble there. That's all right. I've got another one here. You see that dead old <laughs> PC? That's my old laptop. You see? Got like three backups. Yeah, you see, I'm you know, my good ones all so good. Okay, so that so those so those are the main the main titles anyway. So we've just connect and to say we've got June coming forward. We know that they're going to be talking about more games. Uh, we're in the season, as I've said before in these chats. I think we're in the season of game and uh, game announcements. You know the yeah, whole E three um, um, and all that kind of stuff. So we can expect more big big titles. I think we've still got Ubisoft Play to come, and I think the hardware just they just roll them out. Yeah. And without think, big yeah. fanfares, that's the way they roll, baby. Well, I mean, I think some of them might depend on like if it's a big feature or not. Like maybe if a wireless support for your controller is available, they'll let you know about that. But yeah, yeah. but I don't uh, think that... they'll do like big, big like oh, Stadia Connect announcement. I mean, that it will summarize yeah. what's happened. But yeah, they'll tweet out and sort of say and go on their blog and go, all right, now wireless control is available, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Exactly. Um, just on the on that instant play thing, I think it was uh, Stadia Source was saying, and I think Chase was on there as well, mm-hmm. that you can now link straight into somebody's lobby. Yeah, so uh, that looked pretty like that. Like the difference between like linking to the game is cool. Yeah. Being able to go hit that link now and you go straight into my lobby. Yeah, is uh, is awesome. One, right. One of the members of my channel, Joel, he. Uh, show me a picture that uh, he's been able to do this for a while. So it's just really hidden deep into the features. So I think uh, Stadia Source getting it out there is actually a big deal because, you know, they are uh, they have a lot of eyes on them. So them kind of doing this and putting it out there for the audience is big for us because I didn't know it existed until, well, the other day. So Yeah. <laughs> but that's, it's a pretty cool, cool feature. Yeah, it it's is. all part of that interaction with the audience and getting game people to stream on YouTube and and then people to kind of interact with that and, that whole ecosystem Google are clearly, clearly going for. Because that's, you know, as I say, it's not just about playing games. It's about getting viewer hours, watch yep. minutes on YouTube live. Because they see, you know, when we stream, when you stream, you're, you're, putting, out, you're putting hours of content out there. As opposed Absolutely. to when you record a video, it's going to be edited highlights. It's going to be like a 50, you know, because you're told, you yep. know, keep your videos to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or whatever you know what I mean. But when you right. stream, it's three hours. I did a test stream and ended up like it was like I stopped and then started again and I looked at done seven hours. <laughs> I mean, it's, you just, it's very right. addictive. Do you find that when you stream? Do you find it sort of, or do you set yourself a uh, t- uh, yeah. timetable? I usually have like a hour and a half, two hour window. If you're wanting to like really dedicate yourself to streaming, that's not going to help as being yeah. very minimal like I am because I don't have as much time as I'd like to. If I just had all the time in the world, I'd probably stream all day. But, yeah, like, like um, Megatron. Yeah, if if I if I was a superstar like her, I would be able to do yeah. that. But no, she she's a whole another animal. She she knows what she's doing. Uh, that's the thing. Like those, they they put in like almost like an eight hour shift. You know, like it's a proper nine to five. <laughs> they do the money. You know, putting in those hours. All right, so let's 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 look at the life of Brian, as they say. Oh. Um, that's Stadia Connect. As I say, lots of people, lots of podcasts. Have Done it to death and stuff. And but let me know in the chat if you have any other further questions about about that. But we're going to talk about you, Brian. This is your bit now. It's all about you. First of all, where can people find you? Uh, that's the key. Let uh, let the I audience think you, know. 
I think you've done a brilliant job underneath my little face Yeah, you've upstayed yet on YouTube, but it's not your it's not your your actual link. It actually is. So is if it? you actually went to that, it would show oh, up. Oh, it does out. work. Okay. Because it so came the, up with something else. Yeah, the, so yeah. the link yeah, the, the link you have in the description um is kind of so old that it was it predated when Google bought YouTube. Yeah. So I think the way they had users wow. set up at the time it did that. So but yeah, if you type in youtube.com slash club stadia, it will bring you to my channel. And then uh, Club Stadia TV on Twitter is where you can find me there. So those are the two places to find me. Right okay, great. Now, so you, I noticed you. Let's, let's, before you, I'm going to play a little video. Now, if I get this right, uh, it should be amazing. If I get it wrong, and then I'll just look an idiot. But uh, we're going to just play a little video here. No, mm -hmm. I knew it. Wrong thing say. Bear with me, viewers. Let's let we go. Uh, 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 uh. Right. It's 2019, and I started playing video games probably about 25 years ago, around 1994. Now, a lot of things has happened since then, but Sega predicted the future back in 94. Why? How? They launched the Sega Channel. What the Sega Channel was, it was a monthly subscription service that would let you essentially stream games from your Genesis without having to leave your home. This was groundbreaking for its time, but in the same breath, admittedly far ahead of its time. While we've seen many versions of the Sega Channel throughout the years in the form of NVIDIA GeForce Now and PlayStation Now from Sony to name a couple, the idea of streaming games has been hard for people to grasp onto, myself included. Until now. I pre-ordered Google Stadia Founders Edition. I hold in my hand my original uh, copy of Sonic the Hedgehog from the Sega Genesis that I had as a kid. Now, right, oh, uh, <laughs> there we go. Okay, so uh, that's uh, I think I hope I hope the audience saw uh, everything that came across, but it was just a very interesting uh, foresight from you there, and uh, it's interesting because you say you you almost said. I pre-ordered the Stadia Founders Edition with a sense of embarrassment there in that mm -hmm. in that in that clip. So, mm -hmm. what first? At what point did you sort of your sort of ears prick up at the idea of 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 Stadia, and you thought, okay, what's this all about? When, when was the sort of first time you thought this is interesting? So uh, all this kind of happened in September um, and I'm sitting there. I, I know exactly where I was at. I was sitting on my couch and I was thinking just kind of, I, I love what my Switch does. And the Switch, you know, gives me the option to pretty much play my games wherever I want. However, the Switch misses quite a few things, which is, as we just found out, we're getting EA games on Stadia, which is a big deal. Uh, but allow me to play these big titles and do so in, in an environment where I didn't have to have a huge PC to do it. I didn't have to have, uh, the latest and greatest console to do it. I could just do it from the comfort of my home with stuff I already owned, and that was a big deal to me. Um, and at the time, I really didn't know too much about it. The thing I did know was that uh, data caps might be an issue, and I'm very pessimistic about my own internet. Um, so I, I looked into it further, and I was like, you know what? What's the trouble? Let's try this thing out. And once I started, you know, kind of really getting into what today is all about, and uh, everything about it just clicked to me. Like, I, I love the idea they had at the time and what they're promising and what can happen. And uh, as someone that was streaming at the time too, that not as much then, but someone that was streaming before that, 
it's going to be another way to stream and not have to worry about all the resources my computer will take using it. So uh, what Stadia can be promised or what Stadia was promising and they're going to be delivering eventually is a platform that's going to be so, <laughs> so unbelievable and so um, unprecedented, I think. And obviously more people are starting to find out about it and find out that this is a good solution for their gaming needs. Yeah. So before before Stadia, then you uh, you you streaming a little bit. You're streaming on uh, Switch games mostly, or other other games. So I started like doing some kind of streaming stuff about three years ago on Twitch. Uh, mainly just play like uh, baseball, um, and then sometimes I would just dive into whether it was like Mario Maker, or just general Switch games too. Uh, but I bounced around a lot. I really didn't have a focus. Um, but yeah, I primarily streamed until about August of last year um, is when I started doing YouTube-specific content. Uh, this David Handley, thanks for the super chat, man. I missed it. My computer, my, the computer I'm watching this on is my old laptop, which, as you know, likes to crash on a regular basis. So I missed <laughs> that uh, super chat. That's really great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I better just thought I'd shout that out. It suddenly said chat revenue, five pound. I thought, who did that? So big shout <laughs> out to, to, uh, to David. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, so uh, but then you know I, I sent it to Chase a bit as well. Creating content, I mean it's fun, but mm -hmm. it it requires it requires effort. Um, it does. And you know, so what made you think? You know, I want to start focusing on my sort of streaming and YouTube on on the. I mean, you already had a YouTube channel, but it wasn't actually called Stadia, was it? Or was it? Nope. No. Nope. So then you changed it. You thought, right, I'm doing this Stadia dedicated channel, yep. the imaginatively named Club Stadia. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 80s Club Stadia. Exactly. Uh, Stadia <laughs> FM. Uh, so uh, anyway, you started. So, so, so what made you think, what was it about Stadia? You think, you know, I want to I wanna shout about this a bit and, sh and share the love as it so prior to the rebranding, um, as you saw with the little stinger there in that video, was Party Ball. That's what my channel name was called. And, All right. Um, that's kind of how I came up with the club aspect of this because it's like kind of cotton, you know, continuation of the whole party thing. But um, I switched it around uh, the time of that video that you just showed because, uh, well, that, that's not true. That was a couple months later. So from that moment on, like, it just seemed like everything I was talking about was Stadia. Yeah. And um, I was starting to find myself like, wow this is slowly becoming my favorite platform and all I want to do is talk about it and everything else is like, eh, whatever. And I didn't have a focus on the channel, which I kind of mentioned with the whole streaming thing. Um, so once I narrowed the focus down, I was like, all right, let's talk about Stadia. And I was like, well, you could go through a list of videos and see something that says party ball. And you're like, what, what the hell does that even mean? Uh, so, I mean, once I changed the club Stadia, obviously that's kind of when things kind of started yeah. skyrocketing a little bit and uh, people understood what the mission of the channel was. It was to talk about Stadia and kind of, uh, bring it to the forefront in terms of what this platform can do. And uh, since then, I mean, I've met so many awesome people. I've been, I've never done stuff like this before uh, yeah. until I became, <laughs> became more centric towards Stadia. And uh, I just want to be able to kind of help, you know, fix the mistruths out there too. And I'm just one of the many uh, spokes on this awesome wheel that we have that are trying to do that same thing. And uh, Along the lines, I mean, if I were to say one thing I really like about what I've done so far is just being a part of this amazing, um, as Chase would call it, mosaic of a community yeah, with yeah. so many different people. And uh, before all this, I didn't know anyone from outside the country. So I've met so many different wow, people global, all across. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing, so amazing. Awesome. Yeah, so, but you were one of the first people I know that, 
there, there's a small, very small handful of of people that would straight on to the sort of state, you know, Stadia yeah. and con creating content specifically around Stadia. I mean, for me, yeah. it was just like that first connect. I just, what well, I'd already tried Shadow PC. Uh, mm -hmm. And did a review of it because my channel is mostly about reviews. Originally, about you know gadgets yep. and stuff and random stuff I buy from Amazon and just think it might be interesting sure. to do a review. Um, but I did a review of Shadow PC and then I did a review of Project X Cloud, which did really well for me and stuff like that. So I've mm -hmm. tested cloud products before and I could see yeah. the potential, but they just weren't. But you could equally see that there was a distinct difference between playing on a console playing natively like like yeah. a noticeable difference as yep. opposed to like a scientific forensic oh look yeah. there's a frame <laughs> difference you know i'm not talking about i'm talking the perception yeah. uh and there was a noticeable perception in the difference but but i saw the potential but when google said oh yeah we're gonna go into this arena i just thought you know what if anybody can pull it off google can and uh, and then the whole streaming aspect of it, like I struggled to stream because of my, you know, laptop, my rig, you know, my laptop, gaming laptop yeah. was level entry, so I could never stream. Anyway, it's not powerful enough. So the idea, so I yeah. used to stream on Mixer via the the Xbox, gotcha. built yeah. in, uh, and that was cool. But uh, you know, the 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 chance to kind of stream without, as you say, no heavy resources needed. So no heavy resources for the gaming. No heavy resources for the streaming. To me, just thought, wow, that's a just a brilliant idea, and I just love the idea that they they send they send the stream. You yeah. don't, you know. So that's like wow, because then you know it's going to be top top notch quality as well. So um, that was what really excited me. I thought, well, as soon as it comes, I'm, I'm getting I'm I'm on board. I love yeah. Google products. I'm getting a founders edition, no question about it, and I'll just do an unboxing. Um, and then, as you say, I, I noticed you're saying about correcting the untruths or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's something very frustrating and annoying then that drives you, and I think it drives many people in the, the community, to that kind of, oh, my God, what are they talking about? I'm going to do a video just to counter them. Because so, there's so many people like it just make up BS and crap. And, just, and I always found it was a, uh, just repeat what other people have said. Without so somebody says, oh, apparently it's crap, and then somebody says, oh, I've heard it's crap, because yep. they heard it from the other person, and then the other person does a video going, yeah, well, everybody knows it's crap, and then it becomes the cool thing, you know, to yeah. say, and it's just so frustrating it was back then, um, and so you know you start doing content, and then you see other people doing similar content, and as you say, the community's yeah. really grown up around that one, almost like, what is, I wish people would just try it, I wish people had the same experience as I'm having. Uh, and, th and then there wouldn't be any of this kind of, you know, BS. And I've noticed again, anecdotally, and I don't know whether you've noticed that in the subreddits, in Twitter, on the various Facebook pages, not that I kind of read the Facebook pages, but MM2K sent me a gazillion to join. Um, and the, the overall positivity in the last few, since it's gone, you know, they've launched Stadia yeah. Pro for, for free for two months and Stadia Stadia. Uh, people go, oh, I've just got this. It's amazing. I've just got this, and it, and I've begun to see people are trying it and loving it. And there's certainly been a a, a change in the tide there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, you're still gonna have a lot of your detractors if you go to any like third party company saying, hey, you can find this on Stadia now, and people, yeah, you know, just look at the comments. But there's always gonna have that noise with any console. Um, same with PS5 versus Xbox Series X now, and it's just get that get you get that tribalism in in games but yeah. interesting enough those people who are just they they're just beginning to look more and more 
at, at first they were like part of like a cool gang mm-hmm. and then like people are now sort of drifting away from the cool gang and they're in the core, the, the core of that. And slowly but surely, they're the last person in the corner going, yeah, Slade is crap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's crap. Remember when I said it was crap and it was really, hello? <laughs> and they're beginning, that's, that's what's going to happen to them eventually. They're, they're the yeah. ones, that they're, they're not going to be the cool kids anymore because the cool kids are always, you know, playing stadia. That's, that's actually what's going to, yeah. that's going to, um, that's what's going to happen. So tell me about the Stadia Initiative because again, you the sort of key key driver behind that. Mm-hmm. Checking my uh, chat here, but go on, tell us about that because you've like pulled together. Like, it was like most people just go, oh, "I'll have one person, two people." Like you, you've just pulled like. <laughs> yeah, literally, I, is assemble like that. That Avengers Assemble is a good analogy. It's like what all the characters in the film. Yep. Is that yep. doable? Will yeah, that work? Like a, it, it's a big crossover. Uh, I'm I've always been a big fan of like the large panel style shows. I guess you can call it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, that was the initial thought process, but I really didn't have the motivation behind doing it just yet until I was. And I don't know if he uh, knows this for sure, but this is actually the first time I publicly said it out loud. Uh, so eventually he'll see it. Uh, MM2K. Me and him, we did a show um a couple months ago, and he was kind of very motivating in the fact that like he's a motivating dude, speaker he should be a motivator here's my ten dollars i'm signing up yep <laughs> and uh he, he kind of pushed the idea like yeah i think you're a good host and stuff like that i'm like well i'm much better at like pushing questions off the people and just kind of like being more of a moderator so uh that's kind of what i do with the state initiative is i kind of like uh, produce it and kind of host it and all that stuff but i kind of let them take the legwork because i think they all have brilliant thoughts and uh, i picked them all for different reasons obviously um so like chase i mean he's the first person i met within the community in terms of yeah uh, i was on his spotlight uh months ago and i was on that with germani too 64 so that's where i met him too at the same time and uh i mean obviously chase is one of the more knowledgeable people within the community so having him on was a big deal uh eddie has been a good buddy too and um i I, I couldn't do without him because he's a very smart dude too. Yeah. And um MM2K, he's got his finger on the I mean, pulse is Eddie. He's like he just like instantly pulls exactly. up like when there's a, is there what's that thing that, that he's pulled it up and he's going, it, Yeah, it, it's it, this. Yeah. Like his, his smarts were I, I needed it too. Um so he really is like the Bruce Banner of the group and he is he is the Hulk of the group. Uh and then uh MM2K, obviously, uh, I've said this on record before that he's probably one of my favorite creators yeah, just for I, his I, energy I, and yeah. his ability to just kind of like really into what he's selling. Uh and then Germani and Meg are both uh primarily streamers, so I yeah. wanted that aspect too. And uh they're also two of my favorite people to watch as well. And uh they're also they're all just great people. Like it's I've, a good, it's a good yeah. as I say, it's a good mix. It uh, is. And, and that's and but I know they're really the what I know is that you you sort of all seem to have a, a drink. I I made a what did I made? I don't know. <laughs> did I put my thing in the notes here? I think yeah about, yeah uh, yeah. It was more like that's it. Uh, I said here in my notes was your idea behind the Stadia initiative. It seems like a lockdown Zoom gathering of friends having a drink together. It's all very chill uh, and it's very relaxing. But was that part of no. <laughs> no, it just evolved into but that. If you're you know? talking about the drinking aspect, no, yeah, that's just kind yeah. of organically yeah. happened. It's a Friday night, so we're all just yeah, kind of I get, out yeah, okay, point, so. I get it, I get it. Um, but no, the kind of the running the gag is that uh, Conor McGregor's Proper Twelve is our unofficial sponsor, so all uh, right, yes, <laughs> at least three of us usually have it on hand while we're streaming it. But no, it's just a good way for us to relax and kind of talk about the uh, last two weeks that was and 
uh, be able to just catch up in general because we're all very busy even during these times we still have things we have to get to and yeah uh, so i mean it's just it's i mean usually when we're doing the live streams it goes anywhere up to four hours yeah it's like it's a little awesome yeah. three hours or something but i mean it's yeah. good but it, i think it has that very it has a uh, and I don't know whether you say you mentioned about those sort of shows where you've got, you've got a panel and and mm-hmm. when it goes on and and it, it's got that very it's got that sort of very relaxed aspect to it, uh, yep. which kind of makes people kind of talk more freely about you know state and, and and their views and so that's yep. and, it, and so you feel I think when people watch it personally you know that it's it's just like listening to a bunch of friends having a nice time talking about something that they're all they're all into and then if you're into that it's just quite nice to to watch and listen and and that's what it feels like too so i mean like if we were all just like hanging out like at a bar together like i yeah. feel like that's exactly how it would go like i mean i've never actually met these people in real life but at the same time that i feel like i've known them my whole life yeah. because that's just yeah. how natural everything felt with those five people in particular like it's it's my favorite thing i do on youtube right now and um I it's see great that i think it's great yeah. and i think it's just great to have that that lineup of people because you can we can all watch their stuff individually but it's just it's just nice to have it in that contained thing and it feels like a, a gathering it but, really does but, yes. but a chill gathering it is also yep. not like the world's going to end and we need you we need you <laughs> no. to come together to save us but no. more like oh, well <laughs> the world's not going to end but we're going to have a chill out party and just yep. enjoy ourselves and these big names in the stadium community are going to come together. And as you say, and they've all got, they've got all the, got the sort of a different aspect. You'll contribute a different aspect, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and perspective and personality to the whole proceedings. And that's what makes it interesting and entertaining, you know, for me. And I, you know, I love them all. I love you all on it. There's great uh, content creators. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole, the whole Avengers like theme came from, uh, when I approached them all, I just kind of sent them the uh, Nick Fury gif of "I'm here to talk about the Avenger Initiative." So that's kind of where that all kind of started too. So we're all fans of it. Oh, another super chat running behind. Hope Woo! it's hope it good people. Yeah, we're having a good time here, David. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Always appreciate if you know if you want to love show your love for the channel, then it all it all helps and it's all appreciated. Uh, not necessary, but we love it. You know. Um, so the other thing here, uh, I was sidetracked then. Um, Oh yeah, so talking about that, so the community, the state of community, that's that's what seamlessly uh, led on to there. So, what what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like a, it's almost like this is written down. Wow. Um, what <laughs> what what are your thoughts about? You you've touched on it before, but just so gaming in general kind of sometimes has a bad a bad rap in terms of toxicity yeah. and stuff. And very much people say, oh, the toxicity is part of the culture. It's part of the gaming culture is an important part. And that's coming from the, the world of Counter-Strike and all that kind of, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, quite aggressively, nastily put down your kind of opponents. We see it in competitions, people ba- behaving badly on eSports. Yeah. Whatever. And it's not necessarily, you know, a good thing, but... There is that general toxicity within gaming, but I've I've certainly felt within Stadia, and it may be because we feel like we're sort of as a community with sort of underdogs. Mm-hmm. But there's there's certainly a more f- inclusive uh, friendliness about it. What are your thoughts on that? I haven't heard the underdogs analogy. I really like that actually. Um, the way I've felt about this particular topic is that I feel like we've had to be the mature ones because of how attacked Stadia is as a platform and as a community. Yeah. So. Um, I think we I think come we'll, together. We feel like exact, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've all like felt the you know the camaraderie of banding together and kind of like 
being on the front lines together. So that's where I think that comes from. Uh, yeah. Of course, you're going to have your bad seed here and there, but I mean, at the same time, it's a, we, we, we discuss this and we can discuss this all day because uh, the community is, I think, Stadia's strongest uh, aspect of it. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, the, the maturity level of all these people. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the age group of people that are playing on Stadia. Yeah. It's not many young people. Yeah. Um, so it is a lot of uh, older people and that might have a little to do with it, but I think a lot of it has to do with us kind of having to be the proverbial shield and just kind of uh, standing against those attacks that sometimes I, I think I think get. that I think the age thing is 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 probably a valid point as well I think he's mm -hmm. just slightly more you know mature and chill back you know about like yeah a lot of that toxicity comes from the younger people trying to emulate yeah. people they've watched or seen and so perpetuating that myth of uh, toxicity and stuff but when you're a bit old you're a bit like what really Right. You know, when I play in a PvP with randoms or whatever, and then they might, you know, on Xbox, and then it might send a chat or saying you're a noob or something. I'm being polite there. <laughs> That's the worst thing. And it's like, really? Is that yep. is that really called for? <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, uh, analytically, my channel has a very small percentage of 18 to 24, and it has yeah. no 13 to 18. So, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the proof's there in my analytics. I'm yeah, not sure if it's yeah. the same for you, but... Yeah, it's it's yeah yeah i mean i might you know i've, I've got other things you know you know the other things in there other than the stadia but but yeah. but it was very male orientated which oh know, yeah i mean that's video games in general too so, yeah but. well you know 50 50 percent of players are female but that actually leads to another point so i think about stadiums i think in their marketing and everything they they try to make it very uh inclusive um Absolutely. and you saw in the the stadia connect when they talk about the players there's a real well obviously meg and uh stacy carly uh, carly yeah so it's yep. stadia streamer that's what, yeah carly carly and meg in there and stuff like that and then uh, other you know there's a whole kind of mix and variety and i just thought and in fact you've got up front you've got like the head of head of development or head of tech is yep erin uh, your head of the studio um is jade and you got head of the other studio there is shannon stood still yep. it's like they're they're representing and i think that sends out a real good message generally uh if you're selling a product you want to sell the product to everybody yeah you don't want to sell it to one segment of the market and you know that 50 percent of gamers are women so you know you want to kind of make sure that there is that sense of inclusivity and that there's that kind of vibe and everybody's welcome and and that that to me is very much stadia's vibe it's like mm -hmm. everyone's welcome you don't need you know you don't need to be a two grand computer you don't need the latest consoles jump in play there's a variety of games of all sorts yep um take your pick give it a go see what you like and i think yeah. that's uh i think that's a real for me, I think that a positive for Stadia, but I think it's clearly what they're uh, they're going for, and it's, and, uh, it's, it's good to yeah. see. Uh, Rock had a Twitter exchange with Aaron Hoffman John uh, the other day about something yeah. similar regarding uh, his girls being like you know influenced by someone like Aaron in her position. Like it's, it's yeah. a big deal. So so Aaron is very vocal uh, about about that and STEM in representation in STEM sciences, uh, STEM subjects, and stuff like that mm -hmm. for women and. Because um, I know that she highlighted an article 
uh, about that and women in gaming and representation in gaming as well before. Yeah. So, yeah, and then he mentioned it uh, uh, to me. So I just think it's clearly, I mean, it's not, it, it's within the culture, but it's within also yeah. a, a, a passionate part of some of the, the senior leadership of the exactly. of the stadia team and i just think you'll you see that uh you'll see that reflected in the choice of games in terms of the what this you know what they bring to the platform but also mm -hmm. in the way games are developed yep. if, you know it just brings a slightly different perspective slightly more rounded perspective to some some of the games uh, and right. that's always good i like that we talk about uh, inclusivity at work and stuff and it's about people bringing ideas that you didn't you know they're outside of your, your normal realm of thinking and if it's all kind of you know male gaming you mm -hmm. kind of sort of lose that there may be the stereotype but sort of that emotional aspect of it that you see you know in god of war and stuff like that there's clearly that kind of you know influence and i remember what was it right. um wasn't jade behind that game where you photograph going to bring it back oh I'm not think sure what it was no so you went around and you had to take it's going to bug me anyway there's a game <laughs> in which uh you used to have to go around into different worlds and your mate was this mechanic pig mm -hmm. he was a pig and he was a mechanic and i think the main character was jade and she went around and then she had to take photos of, of animals in this kind of uh puzzle world anyway no, the point is, that. it was just a very different, it was a very popular game, but it was just a very different, instead of going around shooting people, <laughs> you went around shooting people with a camera to collect information and driving yeah. around in a boat and your buddy was this big pig mechanic thing and stuff like that. <laughs> and it would come to me in a minute. Beyond good and evil, thank you, Zero. I don't know if I just kept talking about it. <laughs> Somebody in chat go, chat in the screen. It's beyond good and evil, yeah. And they did do a trailer last year. Was it last year or the year before, actually, at E3 mm -hmm. for Beyond Good and Evil 2? And then it's gone dead. That's dead. And now, key creators, I think, are at Stadia. Just saying. Just saying. Never know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it should be. So in terms of... Um, Let's talk about some of your earliest memories. Uh, this is really a question for the Generation X Gaming Club. If you don't know the Generation X Gaming Club, you should definitely go and check us out, subscribe. But what uh, earliest sort of gaming memories? What do you sort of uh, remember? I think you saw it in that uh, in that video that I played. That mm -hmm. you, you mentioned about eighty four or something like that. You ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Sorry. Um, uh trying to remember the very very first thing i mean because it kind of all blends together because they all like had the same like it was around the same time so like i was like playing a lot of nba jam with my brother uh, i was a big deal on the sega genesis uh getting through sonic 3 and knuckles by myself yeah. like all day is yeah like that's my all-time favorite game is sonic 3 and knuckles it's just i yeah i could play that all day uh but yeah just i mean playing games like that um doing so with my brother uh, doing stuff with my friends like it's it's not one specific memory it's just kind of like an amalgamation of like 80 of them just playing like uh just sitting around on the floor next to the genesis yeah. turning on the old crt tv and just yeah losing yourself for 10 hours and just playing uh, a lot of these local co-op games that are just just lost to just time and online and stuff like that so uh playing games like space jam mortal Kombat were always just big big popular things in my household specifically but 
Yeah, the Sega Genesis, I guess, we really want to narrow it down is probably my earliest of gaming memories for sure. Yeah, I think it's that that those early days is all about the co-op, isn't yeah. it? And you play with somebody else yep. in the same like a split screen like this, like we yep. are right now. You exactly. Know, you know, <laughs> so, uh, and it's good to see that some games on Stadia have got that that kind of uh, yeah. you know split screen functionality and stuff. I think this is a real cool aspect. It's uh, an old style of gaming that's sort of. In a way, it gets put to one side because everybody's playing online, and that's cool. But sometimes yeah. it's nice to just uh, have that. Or like, like I featured GoldenEye. I think I talked about GoldenEye on um, on the Generation X uh, Gaming Club, and you know, you have like a four-screen co-op on on that, and going around the corridors trying yeah. to shoot, you know, shoot <laughs> each other it was quite quite cool. Resurrector says here in the chat they're still developing Beyond Good and Evil Two. That's been in development a long time because the the trailer they showed and it was over a, it wasn't last year's E3 it was a year before I'm sure was very up to date but very yeah. different from the original and there was a lot of swearing in it remember mm. uh, over a very different style um, <laughs> brother the Brotherhood of Stadia says Wii Sports which I don't count and Super Mario Galaxy which I do count yeah Super Mario all the Super Mario Super Mario Great. Zooming from planet, pinging to planet to planet. It was like, really <laughs> fun. And I like the way the planets sort of rolled around as you walked up. That whole, yeah, sort of 3D aspect as, as you went around, the, you know, the yep. planet. It's so clever, so imaginative, really cool. We're not Sonic here to talk about Yeah, Sonic that. tried to steal that for Lost World. It didn't work out very well. Didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, next then, so I think next features. Uh, tech features uh, we touched on some of them um, earlier but what would you like to see within the next um, couple of months the next sort of tech features on stage what are the essentials the must-haves that we need you know they need to roll out next uh, I think social integrations because that is I think severely lack and so uh, a good way to share your stuff I mean obviously um, uh, YouTube is a big part of that but yeah. I think that's going to take longer than another month or two yeah uh, but I think adding stuff like some as easy as text messages, uh, yeah. easier voice chats and stuff like that. So just making it easier to connect with the people you're trying to play with, I think is a big deal. And then uh, being able to share like all my stuff without having to use a PC because a lot of people are using their phones every single day. So I don't I get should... that. You talk about the pit, the pictures and the still. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you have that yeah. functionality. I agree. So you have that functionality <laughs> to to catch a thirty seconds or mm -hmm. to catch a still. You want to share it straight away. Yep. And and it's and and as you say, even if, like on your phone, you could pick up your phone and and it's there. It should be there. You should go like t share to Twitter, Facebook, whatever, instant. Yep. Where's that little three dotted three thing with the yep. lines yep. on it that goes share? You know, that's what you want. Um, hello, Stadia Player One. Good to see you in, hey. in, in the chat. Um, but yeah, share to Twitter that people are saying. Exactly. I think absolutely. I think that's um, iOS people still about that. Um, yeah i'm kind of sitting here yeah i think that'll <laughs> but, be a big thing when it happens obviously yeah. that's like a whole shed load that's just for, for playing though isn't it really i mean but it's a whole it opens up a whole new it does uh, yes. world and it's such a massive part of the mobile infrastructure mobile gaming exactly. mobile phone infrastructure it takes up such a large part of this market so that's really really cool but yeah um i think as you say the chat thing is quite yeah, because I get invited to games, and it's like I'm in a game yep. with somebody <laughs> else. Like, but I can't. I've, and then I feel really rude because <laughs> what can you do? You just like 
got to ignore them. Right. And and some At things least you could like go, sorry, yep. I'm in a game, mate. Text, yeah. Whatever. And like uh, getting like uh, friend requests and like having no clue who it is. I mean, like yeah. I wish there was like some way I could kind of maybe narrow that down. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. But but like I mean, on Xbox, it, you sort of go, it's so-and-so from such and such. Right. Yep. At the moment, it's just the name, isn't it? Yep. Like yeah. it, it feels very Nintendo-like in terms of how like close off it feels in yeah. terms of like the social aspects of it. Yeah. But even Nintendo, you can still share stuff with Facebook and Twitter. So yeah, yeah, that's weird. But they, so I did notice they. I've seen a few articles this week about um, them integrating the messaging. Um, yeah, in the APKs. Yeah. Yeah, in the APKs. So it looks like it's definitely coming very. Yeah, as you say, I think it for me that's the. Essential. I mean, when as I say, I, I bought it partly because you know the ability to stream and stuff. Although that's a bit redundant now. I've spent all this money on a big. But <laughs> um, and it will be actually on that streaming. Do you think they'll? Um, I don't know if they will or other companies. So for instance, when I stream to Mixer, I mm -hmm. use Lightstream, which was a cloud functionality that you could add overlays and your okay. camera. And so you could I could stream natively direct from the using the mixer built into the mixer app built into Xbox. Okay. But I could then add. I just attached it to the Streamlabs in the cloud, not Streamlabs, okay. Lightent. Sorry, Lightent, sort of driven by Streamlabs, but uh, Lightent, which is a cloud functionality, and you can create scenes and okay. add a camera, add different audio, add overlays, add in. Wow. Um, pop-ups and stuff if somebody subscribes or follows oh, all that nice. kind of stuff so uh it basically you got a professional looking uh stream uh going and using sure. the baked in app from mixer and then mm -hmm. itent um and so that's the one thing i kind of wonder about the, the great thing about watching people stream I, I always find it's having it's having their little shot you know i always like to have the you know the camera shot uh mm -hmm. the pic you know the your picture in the corner there going on exactly uh and uh so i've just been interesting i don't think that functionality will be built into the, the ability to stream straight to youtube from stadia but do you wonder whether they'll, they'll create apps or somebody else potentially would create an app to allow you to do to do that that's my biggest question is how it's going to be handled from like will i be able to use my own equipment kind of deal because if i can't have like my camera if i can't use like my yeti like that's yeah. going to make me just want to use the obs still so yeah i i could see them doing some kind of cloud-based like obs thing where you can hook up your peripherals and just use the cloud to power your stream so i mean yeah i don't know if it's going to be restricted to just your pc first or how they're going to do it and i think they're still trying to answer that question themselves which is why we're still waiting on that kind of thing but, yeah i mean uh, my, my view is that you know Stadia probably wouldn't offer that functionality, but if there's enough people doing it, then yeah. companies so, like your, you know, Obius Labs or your, like I said, your Light, Light Stream or Lightent. I think it was called Lightent. I always work in Lightent. Yeah. Maybe I'm just <laughs> Light Stream. I think it's called Light Stream. Yeah. yeah. Light Stream and stuff like that, which again, that functionality you add to uh, Twitch, uh, YouTube and stuff. You sign in with your Twitch or you sign in with your mixer and you sign in yep. with whatever, and then it can then create all these scenes. And then your stream feeds through theirs. Yeah. Mix over all the overlays on. Really cool. But I could I'd see them adding that functionality if enough people are right. uh, streaming. That's, that's, uh... All right. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
first of all, I want to say any any questions in chat for Brian here, if you want to understand the life of Brian. I'm going to keep saying that, Joe, because I said it at the beginning. I just think it's quite amusing, <laughs> making me laugh. Very entertaining. Um, then let you know. Hi, Brian. Your headphone looks cool. Which one is that? His look cool. What about mine? Thank you. Oh, it's yeah. Okay. I'm a headphone. Yeah. Uh, these are the uh, Beats Studio Three. Oh yeah. Okay. So they're they're uh, noise canceling uh, Bluetooth, and then when I want to talk to my computer, I wired it up. So yeah. Yeah. And they're, you, your mic is a, a Yeti, bog standard Yeti you've got there. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Very it's nice. nothing special. <laughs> there we go, uh, Marico. Admiring admiring his headphones. They're Beats. <laughs> go. Um, so there's some debate in the chat about why it's taking so long on iOS, saying it's the Apple policy stopping them. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, they'll yeah they'll get through it. Yeah, I mean it's speculation right now. We really don't know if there's what really really is going on um, yeah. until Google or Apple straight up says this is why Stadia is not functioning or that's what Google's. I mean, they're I, not I, I do don't that, think but, the market will yeah. dictate that they will eventually resolve. Yeah. That because you know the apple going all right we'll take it do us a favor and there's some other thing that we're disputing yeah we'll deal with that we'll deal with this sort of thing and that's that's the way these things um usually go anyway right and for all we know it could be a compatibility issue too so yeah. i mean yeah and, yeah until someone comes out and actually yeah. puts the word out there what's yeah. going on then we can just speculate whether it's policy or compatibility or whatever the case may be though yeah uh, the compatibility question might Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, different tech, isn't it? Really, with driving it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's there. We go, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you subscribe, Club Stadia, if you haven't. I'm sure everybody in the chat's already subscribed, but uh, if you haven't, then make sure you do. I have left a link, I think, in the description. So uh, click on that link. Go over to see uh, Brian at Club Stadia. He does great content. I've always liked his content. It's very slick. Slicker, slicker than me, <laughs> slicker than my bumbling amateur attempts at the beginning today because I'd left my YouTube on and was questioning. <laughs> Earlier today, I was testing this out and uh, I got my son upstairs to mm -hmm. look. Here's the link. You go on the other camera, you know, and yeah. look in and I'll test it out. And I couldn't hear him and I was shouting at him. What's wrong? Have you got it on mute? Have you got it on mute? What's wrong? I don't understand. I don't understand. I hadn't plugged my headphones in. <laughs> I'm yelling at him, thinking, "Oh, he's he's not he's hit mute or he's done something wrong." And it's like I'm literally yeah. got the headphones. <laughs> well, actually, even though it's in a completely different computer, <laughs> it's like you know, ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, you've you've always you've sort of got that streaming thing down down to a fine a fine art, I think, over at Club Stadia. So definitely, uh, Brian always does amazing content and. Uh, the man behind, say, the Stadia Initiative, really, which is great, um, great entertainment. Some of the biggest names in in the Stadia community coming together, but like I say, like a glorified, let's have a Zoom and drink chat, <laughs> but much more informative than that, really. I think they, after they, about the first hour, you really all start chilling down a bit. Now, I don't yeah, know they, whether it is that the the drink or you just feel it. You're just relaxing into the whole evening. It's a Friday evening. You're kicking back discussing all things stadia it's just uh it's a great a great show and do you are you release it as a podcast as well yeah um i'm a little behind on uh episode two which i will start working on when i get home from work in the morning but uh 
yeah, I got to go through it, make sure I get all the swear words out. So, you know, it's easy censored listening to if you're on your podcast apps and we uh, do an audio portion and then we do a VIP after show for just the live YouTube audience. So um, we kind of break it down, just talk about the big topics and then just kind of talk with the chat and just kind of shoot the breeze after that. So. Yeah, it's it's a great show, and if you if you say if you haven't you haven't caught it, and if you subscribe to Club Stadia, then and hit the notification button on his channel, then you will be notified when the next Stadia initiative hashtag TSI uh, goes uh, goes live. And it, I say it's well well worth uh, doing that. But always um, say check out Club Stadia's. Uh, always worth it. I wanted to say a massive thank you for coming on today. It's been uh, been great and it's been really interesting it's i always like to hear uh the reasons why people you know mm-hmm. those content creators you know in the stadia community why why stadia why they want to create content about it i think it's really interesting and then the the backstory the history of the sort yeah. of gaming backstory as it were and i just think it, it's really useful because uh you just get a different you know they're different as you said before there's a real different mosaic of um of people in the community and and it's just really interesting to have sort of people have come to this shining light that exactly. stadia the sort of you know like like uh film now i can't remember what it's called now a uh, close encounters the third time we're like they're all like they've all gathered at the shining light you know attracted towards it but um yeah. so yeah i just want a massive thank you uh i hope chat everybody appreciates um uh, brian coming here appreciate on your time i know you're a busy guy uh, so i say big thank you all the details on the uh, twitter account there uh, so make sure you go and uh, follow him on twitter subscribe to him on uh clip stadia and as i say chat thank you all for being here uh it's been absolutely uh great thank you for all the super chats that ever been there i really appreciate it uh, i hope you've had a good time i hope you had a good evening i hope you enjoyed it um and on that note we'll seamlessly hit the sting and then we'll say <laughs> goodbye